Politics is everywhere, whether you like it or not. Even before 2020, the ratchet of political influence on our day-to-day -day lives still showed no signs of abating, no matter the particular political persuasions of those in charge. The traditions of left and right may not be quite as alive and well as we know it, and the political parties of countries across the Western world look increasingly homogenous in their views and actions. But most political actors would still self-identify as being either on the left or the right. I'm Nick Elliott, and I'm here with my brother Andrew, and we'd like to welcome you to this special presentation of the Sounding Board podcast. Make sure you visit us at soundingboard.com, rate, review, and share this podcast with your friends and family, and join the debate on our Telegram channel by going to t.me forward slash sounding board. It's great to have you with us. Being against fascism or being anti-fascist has never really been out of fashion, but I think in the last few years, certainly since Donald Trump, it's become more popular. How many people, as, as a percentage of the population, do you think actually know what fascism is? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I, think, I think they think they know what it is, and I think that uh, a large proportion of the population, certainly the people that are our age and younger, have gone through an education system that just goes on and on about the Second World War and well, it's interesting defeating you, fascism. It's interesting that you mention that because that was going to be the second part of. But of, I think that's this. why people think that's why people think fascism bad, and that's the only thing that can be. It's the only political wing that's bad. Uh, that yeah, that's my. Because I, I I think I think it's very few. I think people really struggle particularly the anti-fascists, they really struggle to define fascism. They will say things well, like... Well, anything they don't like. You know, they, and, and they, they give a pass to people on their side doing exactly the same thing. So things like yes. being a dictator, being totalitarian. Um, even things like, you know, the, the one thing that you could argue that is fascist were so like extreme border control. But then you get that on the left as well. You know, they will say nothing. And even if they're not old enough to remember the Berlin Wall... Um, they say nothing about Cuba, and think how difficult it is if you're a Cuban citizen yes. to get a you know to swim across to Miami or whatever. They, they say nothing about these people. So I I don't I wanted to uh, to kind of go back and we did we did a podcast would have been a while ago now where I think I boiled down the definitions of left and right to a couple of words, didn't I? I think I had I think it was. I, public, I added them slightly. Public ownership was yeah. uh, was left wing, and right wing was. I think I, I yeah no. I said elite control, and you changed it to elite order because you. Oh, I thought, thought it, it sounded around, but more sinister. Oh, oh, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, elite control is what I remembered, but elite elite order is good. Sure, because I, I think another thing I, I think people people tend to associate fascism just with the Nazis. Yes, and that's a that's a mistake. Because it means that they miss everything else. They 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 take the extreme racism that came with with Nazism, and and the Holocaust and the Holocaust, and assume that that happens with all fascists. Whereas you can look at someone like Mussolini, um, who was awful, but not awful in the same you know extent that Adolf Hitler was. 
Um, so yes, you know, and, and in fact, it's gonna, it's a mistake not to know the dangers of what actual real fascism can do because it's a whole side of collectivism that you're just going to miss. Has real fascism been tried? I, th- I think it has. I think they tried it in Italy. Um, Did the trains run on time? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, really, I really don't know. Um, that, that's the cliche, isn't it? Oh, sure. Sure. But there's other, you know, but in the same way that at least, everyone at says... At least the trains ran on time is, is up there with, but who will build the roads? <laughs> yes. Isn't it? It's one of those... Yes. Well, I was going to compare it to people talking about uh, the uh, the Cuban health system. Oh, sure. There, there are there are certain things, tropes, that or, are or education, education. Yes. Um, the the literacy rate, which is um, <laughs> so the literacy rating is the numeracy rate one hundred and four percent. Well, so so literacy, uh, they had a big they had a big thing in Cuba. They wanted to improve children's reading because they were going to spam them with propaganda. So that's the only reason, that's literally <laughs> the only reason, reason. Um, uh, that it improved. Is because you need of to be propaganda. able to read this government propaganda. Yeah, so that, that, that's, why, that's why it improved. Um, it reminds me of the, uh, the Bob cartoon. Uh, the, the guy in the mask pointing at the school gates. Oh, when the schools are saying, shut. Can't you read? Yeah, that's, that's one of the cleverest ones he's done, I think. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just wanted to, to to take a moment to to you know, kind of. Is this, is this about refreshing then about what we said about yeah, all the left? So, and, so, but again, so, are you talking left and right, or are you talking I'm, specific no, I'm communism spe- and fascism? Specifically talking fascism here because people don't really understand what it is, and it's it's an it's another abhorrent type of collectivism. But instead of the state owning everything, the state just controls everything. So things like licenses. Um, you know, if you, if you can't get a license for anything, if, if, if for example, the, the government said, right, okay, we're only going to have three energy companies and we're going to give three energy licenses, there's only going to ever be a maximum of three energy licenses. Yeah. And these three people or industry or, you know, corporations that we decide are going to be the three that provide you energy. That would be a form of fascism. Regulation to the point where people can't compete. I mean, you kind of see it a bit now because of the, the few number of banks that there are. And that's moving so towards that. Yeah, that's moving towards fascism. So it's it's you know it's it's the government or the state controlling every aspect of your life, uh, as opposed to the, the, the you know the, the communist socialist way, which is just you know owning you and your property. Um, so I just wanted to and any organisation, any company. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. would you 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 started talking about regulation there? And whether things were edging in that direction now in certain industries, is there is there a single policy you could name now that you would consider to be a fascist one in in you know, from the UK government or a local council or any any part of of the state in this country that you would say that's fascist because this is what I want to I re- I genuinely want to understand whether you think or know that there is a specific threshold you kind of need to reach for it to be fascist as opposed to just be right-wing and, you know, control and Um, regulation. So... Is is any licence fascist? Maybe not right now, on the basis that things are now open, but certainly last year, the government shutting down small businesses and keeping the big ones open. That is textbook fascism. So the concept of essential we are, we are we are going to pick which businesses um well, can, but, well, can, you're can talking about last week okay 
bearing in mind that nightclubs... Yeah, sure, it's only, it's only, it's only, it's only a night, week. Yeah. Nightclubs have only just opened. And then what did they get on Freedom Day itself? And I disagree with the term Freedom Day. Freedom Day is confected and it's misused. And well, freedom as a term has been outrageously misused in the last year and a half. But on the very, very day that restrictions are getting legally lifted and they got out there and they announced basically we don't like what you guys have been saying the people who run the clubs they own the club businesses and again there's not many of them um we don't like what you've been saying so we're going to force you to do what we want unless you unless you do it voluntarily the psychological warfare imposed on that particular day i think was off the charts Sure. So, yeah, that's that's good. You know, the government picking and choosing who's allowed to be open and who isn't is is fascist. Government picking winners. Um. Yeah, it, dep- it depends on 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 the scale, I guess. I mean, you can it? say the licensing is government picking winners in a certain degree, but supporting certain industries. You know, when we've we've done podcasts on the steel industry, I mean, it, it, would, stuff. it would depend. It would depend on if it's supporting it, as in giving it money. Or whether it's just eliminate stopping everybody else. So there's a difference between helping and preventing, and the preventing is, I think, probably more fascist than the helping. You know, giving yeah. money, um, you know, state support. That's probably more on the socialist side, whereas preventing people from doing stuff is more on the fascist side. Yeah. You know, the two two sides of the same coin. Well, it doesn't um, matter, does it? Or does it? Does it matter? Um, I mean, I'm I'm at the point. Where I don't, I don't care. I don't care whether it's about ownership or control. I don't, I don't care. It's all tyranny. I think, I think that it is easier to, to get back, from. So you look, you look, at, you look, you look yeah. at the left wing and the right wing. You tend to on the left wing. Once you decide that socialising something is a good thing, you tend to drop off a cliff and that's it. And everything has to be socialised. Whereas on the right, well, you their, can have their idea is almost that it won't work unless you do everything. Yes, correct. Yes. Whereas on the right, you can have light touch regulation, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more um, licenses that perhaps anyone can get. You just need to pay for it to the point where you have to jump through hoops, and then to the point where okay. only a certain number. So there are levels between it's more incremental. Yes, between the right and fascism. In that respect, I think on the left, it's not. So in that respect, I mean that's a great example of the ratchet effect. Do you think that it's more likely that governments expand in that way on that right wing, on that fascist way than they do on the left? Because on the left they have to do it almost industry by industry, you know, you have to take out something huge. Yeah, although it's well, very difficult to part own. Yeah, and what they tend to do, or what I think they're trying to do, is go go to the left from the right so take energy companies we're just going to have more and more regulation which makes the industry so the worse, and worse, worse and worse and worse where you, you, you we you, might as well own it you then you then say trains well, these aren't these aren't doing any good anymore why don't we own it and at that point it's actually quite easy to own because you've got so few energy companies anyway that you can nationalize them as opposed to if there train companies 100,000 exactly it, it literally happened it, a conservative government did it so yeah take it back into public ownership because the private sector couldn't run it do they not see what they're doing in this situation? <laughs> so that's another interesting question. Does does moving to the right is it, are you more likely to get socialism or fascism if you move to the right? 
because it is well, there's we, an example of where it as, where we, it as we've said the you know the, the extreme left and extreme right are pretty close together um, okay that's a that's an, that's an excellent question because there's <coughs> almost like a me. fork in the road when you get to a <coughs> when you get to a certain point on the right there's a fork in the road. Do well, I'm you thinking go full fascist or full communist? So I suppose I mean I was thinking my immediate thought was about big tech and whether they are, you know, digging their own grave. But actually, banking is the closest one. Banking, we've had again, we've had banks because of supposed disasters caused by capitalism and yada yada yada, and it's all nonsense. We've had banks banks taken back into public ownership. We've had debt from certain banks taken into in quotes public ownership. I don't even like I don't even like using their lingo public ownership I, I, I don't know any of it do you and then, this when, when when people talk about or oh, they're spending our money it was our money yeah it's not our money anymore I mean it's, it's state ownership isn't it it's government ownership yeah but, and we don't have a stake in that state Money is taken from us into it, but the the concept that it is taxpayers' money, it was, it isn't now, it's gone. You can't have it back. It it can't be taxpayers' money if you can't have a refund. I don't I don't mind people saying though that this is not spent with government money. This is taxpayers' money. I don't have a problem with that. It's certainly better than saying government money, but uh, yeah, I because even even the money that is printed by the government is taxpayers' money. Because it's the inflation is going to affect all taxpayers. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's it's our children and our children's children that that pay for inflation. Yeah, it's taxpayers' grandchildren's money, isn't and it? And so, and well, but this is this Which is, is the point. This is this is the point. It's not even taxpayers that are currently alive. So it it falls apart. But again, coming back to when the we did the worst game a few weeks ago, and you know, you talked about. Yeah, the mon- I think we did the monetary system or something, or, or central banks versus the judiciary. Versus the courts or something, yeah. Um, and I know we keep talking about these foundational principles, and we've got free speech, we've got education, and I always like to add the money supply in there as well. Because, frankly, if only... I suppose this comes back to education and free speech. If only people understood what the current system is, if they understood what it means we, we, you, know, you, t- you and I talk about inflation because we understand it but someone yeah, to, to just take a person on the street and say you know that 2% inflation that everyone thinks is great do you know what it actually means let alone the methods they use to get there well I think, I think 90% of economists would when asked give you an incorrect definition of inflation which is about uh, it's not the expansion of the money supply, but the increase in prices. Well, that's 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 would be what they would say. That's what I'm saying. Yep. But but in, in I'm truth, predicting. Yeah, in truth, it's an increase in, to the supply of money in yes. in, a, in, a, in a system. Um, it you leads. Know, that's a symptom. To increase. That, yes, yeah, that's a symptom. Um, but it's yeah. So you can you can have you could have inflation, but you don't see the symptoms immediately. For example. Yes. Because of external factors or or, or other things. And then you can think, oh, okay, it's okay. We don't, well, have, we, don't, we don't have any inflation. Well, no, 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 you do. You really do, and you're going to see that in the future. Yes. And there, you know, there are, again, I don't want to use the incorrect term here. People say deflationary pressures, but there are prices go down in all sorts of things all the time, and that's a good thing. <laughs> the concept, the way that people have been brainwashed to believe 
that prices should go up. We're basically told, and it's it's yeah, the media pumps it out all the time. Now oh, the Bank of England again, take COVID and all this stuff out of it. The Bank of England, you know, has to write a letter saying if inflation is going to get out of control, it goes past two percent. But they've got a target of two percent. They need to keep it. They need to get it to two percent. Basically, everybody, we're quite happy with all of the prices of everything you buy to go up by two percent every year. And everyone goes, yeah, that must that must be a good thing. They all they'll nod along, go, well, that 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 must be a good thing. But why is things getting more expensive better? If you go onto Amazon and you go and try and buy something, you buy often the cheapest thing. It's not necessarily that simple, but if you've got two identical products that have the same quality, you're going to choose the cheaper of the two, again, taking aside other factors. So the idea that we would naturally choose every year to buy something that's two percent more expensive—that we would we make that choice willingly. Well, just think about think is about that, think, is outrageous. Think about IT. Think about when. Think about the computers. Oh, yeah, the, the computers that were around when we were a kid. You know, like say, you know, like you know, ZX Spectrums, BBC Micros, yep. two eight six PCs. Yeah, and that you know, a two eight six PC would have cost you something like three or four grand. You know, in in the eighties. Okay. So they were they were only you know not even accounting for inflation. <laughs> yeah, so not not even accounting for inflation. They were they were expensive. You know, ordinary families could not afford them. Yeah. Let's just assume for a second that they operated in the even even if it's just two percent, just two percent every year on that two eight six. So that two eight six got more expensive and more expensive and more expensive. So that now, how much would a two, would a two eight six cost? Yeah. Whereas, the, whereas not only have computers, the price of your home computer has gone down, the actual the processing power has gone, has gone through the roof. You know, you, your your watch probably has, you know, more power than oh, undoubtedly, um, it'll have know. it'll have more memory in it, sure, than those computers. So I, I'm still waiting <laughs> for someone to 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 explain to me why that would be better in the tech industry if we had two percent inflation. Yeah, and we were all spending. You know, twenty-five grand on a computer that could do nothing. Yeah, but what they, do, what they do, what they do, politicians and the media, the the establishment. Not only do they peddle and not explain what we've just said, and they peddle this 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 falsehood that you know an increase of two percent is absolutely fine. That deflation would be bad, or rather, reduced prices would be bad. Price deflation. But they then managed to spin it that, ah, well, you see, you're, because your wages aren't going up by 2% a year, that's just the evil company that you work for, not putting up your price in line with that inflation. So rather than let's stop the inflation, no, 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 your company has to increase your wages each time. Companies shouldn't have to do that, <laughs> should they? No, of course not. If anything, we should be getting more and more competitive. Where does this money come from? Yes, the the, the, the evil companies are supposed to give you. Yeah, they need. Well, to now you're getting into what money actually? What is money? What is currency? What is any of it? Because it's it's ceased to be linked to anything physical. Sure, and we, I mean that's probably that's probably a conversation for another time. But suffice it to say that. Um, we we have a fiat system now, which means it's not backed by anything. So the state can just print as much money as possible, and what you know that that makes a difference depending on where you are in the chain. So if you're a bank and you're getting this new money straight away, um, 
you know, you're getting it whilst the prices are still the same as the old money. Let's say they print a couple of billion, and suddenly you're 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 a bank and you can kind of loan out a little bit more. Um, you, it's basically free money for you. Yes. By the time you or I, it trickles down to us. Trickle down probably is probably the wrong word, <laughs> but it's it's kind of costing us because prices are going to go up, and by the time we see any any of this new money, mm-hmm. it's not worth a thing. Yeah. Because it's just equalised by that point. So it's all about who's who's first in the chain and who gets the money first as to who it benefits. So it always benefits the you know the big banks and, 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 and the, the asset class. Sure. I wanted to move on to something else, and you touched on it earlier about about education. Now, you and I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and we went to school when the Cold War was still very much alive, and we saw the end of it. You know, we saw the Soviet Union collapse, and, you know, the Berlin Wall came down, and all these, you know, all these countries became a little bit more free. Um, And we were probably between, I mean, so I was, I'm trying to think how old I was at the time, I was probably, you know, kind of 11 or 12 onwards, and you were probably, I think, maybe nine or ten onwards uh, yep. when when it started to collapse um can you remember because and you alluded to it earlier in that schools they they can't you know they go on and on and this isn't a bad thing but they do they do spend a lot of time talking about how bad the second world war was and how bad fascism was and how bad yeah. nazis are can you remember a single occurrence where they talked about the folly of socialism or communism Oh, that's a very because because question. I we were at school while it was collapsing and while people were getting more free. So you know we would go home and watch that's the Berlin Wall getting torn down, but we weren't taught about that at school. It was just it was just ignored. I mean, I'm I know it's a long I'm time reaching ago. Reaching through my recollection now, um, I can certainly remember reading about it, but that was my own choice. It wasn't a book given to me by by the school I can certainly remember talking about it but that was mainly with our parents sure and we had it on TV we had, I remember having I remember seeing David Hasselhoff dance on the top of the Berlin <laughs> yeah. Wall singing his you know fighting or looking for freedom or whatever I, I can remember dad saying watch this this is important like where you were when this happened now, this is one of those one of those moments um, like a JFK got shot moment yeah but I can't because I, I, I think of it. I didn't even get a real socialism has never been tried. I didn't. I didn't even get that. No, I, it's not like they tried to push it. It's not like they were despondent or down about it. It was just ignored. And you know, and, and this is this is this is really sinister. Um, but if you've got if you've got a spectrum for anything, if you've got a two D spectrum for anything, yeah, and you spend all your time telling. Telling students that one side is is evil, and not mentioning the other, they're just going to assume that the other side is good. Yes. So you you they talk about fascism being evil, and they're not wrong, um, and they say that fascists are, are right wing, but there's never anything about about the left wing or, or communism and, and, or and anything where, like that. I, I again, I don't know whether it was because we grew up at the end of the Cold War. But, and so I don't know whether it was, again, this is Hollywood influences, you know, this is Cold War films, this is the Russians, the bad guys in, in stories and in films and in TV. But I, I was never taught about the Russian Revolution or. No, but it was just that. Russians bad. 
Only only in TV, only in <coughs> film and TV. I didn't get that at school. Uh, no, I, I agree. Um, but I'm saying that that gave me an interest in it, and I craved information about it. But I never got it from school. Sure. I mean, I got I got like the Middle Ages and the feudal system and yeah, and, I, I, and, I had that and all that, I had that all that stuff. I got I got a in the lot Industrial more. Revolution, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so to to be fair, I I I had a pretty good education on the uh, on yeah on you know inventions on Stevenson's rocket on all all, all this kind of stuff. But we I didn't really. And that's obviously a good grounding for innovation and capitalism. Yeah, I wasn't really told why the Industrial Revolution oh, no. was happened though. I mean, no. That was never told. No. It was just, no. it was just a miracle. It was just this miracle that happened, basically over here first. Yes. Uh, and aren't we lucky? Never taught about the Enlightenment. No, at all. I learnt about the Enlightenment from a, from a science book I got given, I think by mum and dad. Uh, I was an adult thick before I, I learned about that. Yeah, this was probably teenagers, and I, reading about certain people and going, "Well, this is this is fascinating," you know. Um, not not told any of that. You 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 told such basic basic stuff. But just just going back to kind of, I still can't think of any time where it was even discussed. Not even as you say, not even to say it's good. Well, I, and I think I think I know why because you can certainly you back can, when we were kids. You can you can talk about the evils of fascism, and you can you know, and, and kids will, will ask, okay, well, where where was fascism then? And they can easily say, yeah, well, you know. Germany, um, you know, look at the Second World War. Italy under Mussolini. Yeah. Uh, these guys didn't do very, very well. You know, this is why fascism is evil. If they'd have had to talk about communism, then a, a kid, a student might might ask, okay, so where has communism or where has socialism gone wrong? Sir, where has socialism gone wrong? Ah, uh, okay, well, Germany as well, China, Lithuania, Russia, Moldova, um, Hungary, Austria. Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea, the whole of South America. Okay, well, can you give me an example of where socialism has worked? Um, yeah, go back and learn about fascism. Yeah, that's, that's why they avoid it. Yes, because you know that, that you know an eight or nine year old would have asked those questions. Well, and uh, you know one of our one of our most popular podcasts uh, certainly of this year uh, was where we talked about. Ceausescu. And Romania, of course. <laughs> I did note that you... In, in, my, in my 12 or 13 that uh, you, I reeled off the top of my head, I forgot which was, Romania. Which was fantastic, by the way. I was impressed. Um, that happened while we were alive. That, I, I think I've, I've used this story before. I remember the Challenge Annika yes. edition where they a special they start with a special live edition where it was they wanted people to phone up and don't donate either their money or their time to come and help change the fortunes of these orphans in this orphanage in Romania that had just basically been abandoned and i am sure that there was an element of constructed reality to that program and to what was happening i have no doubt about it this is the media after all they were trying to make a tv program but they were obliquely saying socialism bad without saying socialism bad they said look at this poor failed country let's go and help them they weren't going to help them with more socialism <laughs> they were going to help them with blankets and food and i i it's funny you, you, you don't go back and analyze these things but those countries the one the, these these the former soviet bloc countries where there are still plenty of people alive 
who lived through the the queues for bread and the secret police and the whatever. That wasn't what was now 70 years ago, the, the Second World War. It was happening right then. But well, we weren't taught about it. It was it maybe in on the news. And this is that difference thing we were saying between the education system and actually what the media were doing. We were aware there was bad news coming out of. Because actually the Cold War from a media perspective was we're on the right side, wasn't it? Sure, it still wasn't. You know, you didn't get the BBC saying and now live to failed socialist states, no. Lithuania. Um, no, it was or, never given a label. No. In fact, if it was, it was the term Soviet. It's the Soviet Union that failed. It wasn't socialism that failed. Sure. It was Soviet. But what? I, I, I Do just they not know what that word means? I just, I just think what an absolute missed opportunity. And, you know, and, and, and I keep going back to our childhood. We were alive during the end of the Cold War. And what an amazing opportunity it would have been to teach kids look this is this is the this is what can happen with the evils of collectivism and socialism and we need we, we could should have been never you could have used the 20th century as the reason not to do either correct yeah the union of soviet socialist republics there it was you could have said socialist but you just concentrated on soviet i i'm in total agreement with you there i think it's a tragedy the, the 20th century was was pretty evil in a number of ways because of two competing ideologies that whether you whether you argue they they were spun off of a political a well-known political spectrum of the left and the right or not i I frankly don't care i mean if, if you want to redefine what the left and right are and say the left and right are this but there are these evils that you must never go to and it's this and this i could i could kind of accept that if there were these massively watered down version because all it would lend itself to is a shrunken state isn't it or or at least a state with a shrunken influence because again you've got to look at the difference between ownership and control but if there was if it was flagged up that these things had a dangerous end point or that the ratchet was bad just just saying that the ratchet is bad you don't going going back to my point earlier. You don't really get much ratcheting on the left because even even the centre left people um, who are you know so not your Jeremy Corbyn's not your extreme lefts they will still advocate instead of advocating for a little bit of socialism in a lot of areas they will have they'll advocate for a lot in a few areas. So for mm. example, they will advocate for state-run education, state-run healthcare, possibly state-run energy possibly state-run banks you know these kinds of things but they won't say we'll have we'll have a small nhs for only for people who can't afford it we might have one energy company we might have one you know one bank for example so there's not you you never get people advocating for just tell you what let's the state run these things for people who can't afford them and let the private sector do the rest you you don't you don't hear it these people don't exist. No, and I suppose it's, it's a very modern thing to just advocate for the renationalisation of things that were privatised. Energy and trains being, being the obvious one. Making sure the post office comes back into you know, public hands or whatever. I mean, I suppose a new one was broadband. Because sure, sure. broadband is new. You know, the concept of an internet connection was, is, is alien to even our childhood selves. So, you know, that's something that was advocated for in the last 
in the last year or so. Um, but you never get these kind of safety net leftists. They're all for no winning. Oh, they don't exist. If, if, we, if we're going to nationalise part of an industry, we need to nationalise the whole industry. Yes. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Uh, the, the, oh, the safety net. God, we could, we, could do, we could do an entire podcast just on discussing the concept of a safety net, what it means, and how it can be provided privately. But even the right in this country don't advocate and explain for private safety nets. Well, there, there's, yeah, and we've, we've, we've gone over this before, but there's basically no, there are no pure right-wingers anymore. There are pure left-wingers, yes. people who want to, to nationalise everything. Yes. There's no one who wants no nationalisation. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, all, they're, they're all a form of centrist. There are anarchists, and then there are, you know, and, 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 and there's a left, and, you know, and, and that's it. There's no, no, no purists on the right. No. You've got, you got kind of pure, pure voluntarists, purists on the left, and a mixture of everything. Yeah, the so-called centre ground. But even the, even the people who would describe themselves as right-wing are, are that anyway, as you say, because most of them still wouldn't even advocate. Even your Nigel Farage's wouldn't advocate for a privatised NHS or something like that. But again, I don't... Or roads. Or, or roads. I, I, how, much, how much do people like that? Maybe Farage isn't the best example, but he's a good example in the point I'm going to make, which is that how much of it is just politics? I'd love to know what these people truly believed, as opposed to what they think they can get away with. Yeah, that's. I mean, I partly thing. don't care, obviously, but does someone like Farage say, "I'm never going to argue against that"? It's I'm hiding to nothing. All it does, all it does, is lose me votes because they're thinking democratically. They're not thinking about what's right and what's wrong. They don't. They, they, oh, the art of the possible. I'm never going to advocate that, e- ever. <laughs> but secretly, I believe it should be private. I mean, the only the only person who I've ever, the only the only conservative Carswell. person was Daniel Hannan. The only person right, I've okay. ever ever seen on a on a media interview saying. Good God, you don't want the NHS or anything like it. You, sh- you want private healthcare, and of course, the private healthcare system in in the US isn't a good model. But by God, you don't want this one. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he's the only one. Um, They're very rare. But it would be it would be interesting to hear what he thinks about state-run education. Farage or Hannan? Hannan, because I'm not I'm not sure. I'm no, not sure. and yeah, roads. Yeah. And anything like that, but yeah, the, 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 these people these people don't really exist. They don't exist, and they don't. And this and even even people even people on the left, even the people on who are, and you, you know that they're purist leftists. You know, people like Jeremy Corbyn. Yes. You know, you'll hear him talking about we need more regulation on this. You know, there isn't. He'll say something like there isn't enough banking regulation. But as you, you say, know damn well, he would socialise the whole banks. If, you know, all the banks if he could. So again, that's art of the possible stuff, and it's hoping to gain the thin end of a particular wedge in order to ratchet it further afterwards. And, and it's going to back, back to what we talked about earlier, in that you can go to the right, to the right, to the right, to the right, get to a point, and then and then you turn to the and, left, and then and argue they, quite and easily. And they know that because you can you can get you know you can you can get leftists who can say, okay, you know, we you know we, we there, there's not enough. There's not enough banking regulation or energy energy regulation, and and they can still be accepted by the leftists. By the leftist do you think they you can't intellectually? Do 
Do you think it's an intellectual deceit? Do you think that they actually know that the regulation is bad? That it causes them to behave badly? I'm, I'm, being, I'm being overly simplistic in my terminology here. Do you mean, do you, do, you, do you think leftists know that outcomes will be worse with yes. more regulation? Yes. Or do you think that they... They, that's not that's not part of it. Do you think they're going? Oh, this is good. I'll put all this regulation in. It will be bad, and therefore, because regulation is bad. Um, but but would would that mean that they have to know that actually what they're advocating would be worse, or do they? They're such central planners that they think any of it should work, or that or that they're such purists that they think you can only do it if you control everything. Yeah, I think they they might. They, even if they believe that regulation is bad, they believe that outcomes under freedom would be worse. You'd have to believe that outcomes under freedom would be better to believe that regulation would be bad, though, wouldn't you? <laughs> sure. But you do, you do get some people who think, well, there should be a little bit of regulation, but that's it. Oh, God, yeah. You're kind of Fuck. you know, laissez-faire capitalist. Throw a stone, it'll hit someone who believes that you have to have some level of regulation. Again, the, the number of people you can basically... You can count on one hand, can't you? You can count in this garden. <laughs> the people who believe there shouldn't be any regulation at all. Literally. No regulation. I mean, it's, it's us and objectivists, isn't it? And that's that. Yeah. And, look, that's, a, that's an interesting thing of itself. I, I, we could, again, we could, do, we could do more podcasts on just talking about the evils of even, even very, very light-touch regulation. That might be quite a good one because we're not we're not saying that it's only because it leads to more regulation, although that is a danger. I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not obviously it's less bad. A little bit of regulation is less bad. I'm a relativist on this, obviously. I'll take a small state over a large state. Sure. I mean, I tend to argue it on a moral. You know, as opposed to the economic benefits or the yeah. a, the actual outcomes, it just yeah. it's just morally wrong for you to tell me what to do, yeah. regardless of what it is. Well, I, I like I like arguing. I suppose it's more of a, a David Friedman argument. It's a bit more utilitarian, which is you can you can you can achieve good outcomes with a non-state version of what you're trying to achieve. So standards, you know, getting companies to adopt standards that they agree between themselves in an industry, which happens all the time, by the way. And they can adapt a lot quicker yep. than, the, than, you know, than any government yep. regulation. But it's but the problem is it's, it's the state and its force. A company should be able to not adopt those standards. And in fact, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you get something better. It's also how you get something worse, but it's how you get something better. You need a company to forge ahead and redefine the standard by breaking the standard. Well, you're just you're you're condemned to mediocrity with regulation. Yes. Even the very term to regulate. Yeah, you it is to smooth out, isn't it? It's to it's to shrink make everything the, regular. Make everything mediocre. regular. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about not about getting the best.